Thank you for joining us for Sound Reasoning with Christian apologist and minister Perseus Poku of Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's program will educate, train, and empower you to defend your Christian faith with confidence. Perseus has his bachelor's in history and a master's degree in apologetics. We hope you enjoy this time of equipping so that you can answer questions to defend your Christian faith effectively. Now here's Perseus Poku on Sound Reasoning. Welcome to Sound Reasoning. I'm your host, Perseus Poku. 1 Peter 3.15 reminds us, as always, that we ought to sanctify the Lord God in our hearts and be ready to uh, give a response to every man, woman, boy, girl that asks us about the reason of the hope that lies within us and to do it with gentleness as well as respect. And in today's culture, uh, there's nothing more important than being ready to give a Bible-based response to the questions that our family members may have or strangers or visitors or our colleagues, uh, whoever asks us the questions about our faith, we ought to be prepared. And today's episode, I'm, I'm really happy to uh, present a book that I came across. It's called Mama Bear Apologetics with the subtitle, Empowering Your Kids to Challenge uh, culture, uh, the Cultural Lies. And the uh, general editor, uh, Hillary Morgan Ferrer, is, is our guest today. So, Sister Hillary, how are you? I am well. Thank you for having me on the show. Great. My first question is, uh, what, motiva- what motivated you to uh, be a part of this uh, book and the title, and, and how did it come about? Well, we actually had Harvest House contact us. They'd heard about the ministry, and they said, we would really like a book. Well, what do you have? And so uh, I gathered some of the other mama bears together, and we started looking at what was currently out there. And the, the two things that we really uh, felt strongly about, one of them is that there was nothing out there that was specifically for moms. There, the closest thing we had was there were some for parents, but there was none that was specifically for moms. And uh, that, that's kind of the motivating factor behind the ministry to begin with. And so we, of course, wanted to have something that was geared towards the moms, the, the specific questions that they would have and the, the reasons that they would have for studying apologetics, which is to equip their children. Uh, the second thing that really motivated us was we wanted to see, again, what was already out there. And a lot of the apologetics books are all about memorizing facts and, and you know, how, what, what's the, the chain of evidence and what are the reasons for uh, evil in the world and all these really, really important questions. But that can sometimes feel very overwhelming for a woman who is already overtaxed. What we wanted to do was say, okay, there are a lot of really good resources out there for answering these questions. Let's take a step back and say, where are these questions coming from? Because these questions coming from our kids are not just coming out of nowhere, that they're coming from somewhere. And so we got together and we kind of brainstormed about what were some of the main, um, main lies that we saw being peddled through the media and especially aimed at kids. I mean, it's really aimed at every, everyone, but um, also specifically aimed at kids. And what were the main messages, the main worldviews that were basically causing these questions to come up in the first place. And so uh, this book isn't about, uh, again, more memorization. It is about uh, having moms being able to see what is already going on, because moms know that this stuff is going on. Moms, grandparents, parents, they see what's going on in culture, 
and they may not have the words to really discuss it with their kids. And so our main goal is wanting to give them the words to discuss these ideas with their kids. And hopefully if they can help their kids have a really good foundational worldview to begin with, all those all those uh, specific questions later on don't make sense because they have a, a really biblical grounded worldview to start with. Excellent. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. Now, can you, uh, you touched on it. Can you tell us more about this uh, mama bear apologetics? Who are they? And <laughs> just fill us in. I'm really intrigued by this group. <laughs> well, Mama Bear Apologetics is uh, a, a group that I started back in 2015, I believe. It took us about a year to get up on, um, you know, learn how to podcast, learn how to have a website. But um, so the, the name Mama Bear Apologetics, number one, I love apologetics. It's one of the things that has really grounded my faith since I was young, you know, at least 12 years old. Uh, the concept of Mama Bear is that there a, a lot of women – um, they will do things that they wouldn't normally do if they see their child being threatened right. in some way. You hear the stories of, you know, them, you know, lifting cars off of a child. And um, I, I've seen this happen where women are not really interested in a lot of things, apologetics. They want to focus just on learning scripture. But again, if you're teaching your children scripture, you don't know what to do when your children come back and say, how do I know that scripture is trustworthy? Right. They don't have the answers for that. And so, I have seen women who, when they realize the way that these lies are affecting their kids, they will do what they would normally never do, and they they will start studying um, (laughs) things that they wouldn't be interested in. And it's one of the taglines we have is, this may not affect your faith, but it may affect your children's. That, you know, there's a lot of women out there that they have this beautiful, strong faith, but they don't necessarily have the grounding for when those questions come. But when they hear those questions coming from their kids and they realize, uh-oh, my child is at risk of walking away from the faith, well, by golly, they're going to start learning those answers, and, and they just rise up and become that mama bear to protect their children. In reading your book, one of the first narrative that I came across was a story about um, Jody. Can you tell us more about that story? Yes. So Jody, in some ways, was uh, the inspiration for this, there's a couple different inspirations, um, but this was one of the main ones. Uh, my husband and I were asked to help out with a Sunday school at my parents' church on apologetics because my husband has his MDiv in apologetics and a PhD in philosophy of religion. And so there was a woman there that stood up to give her testimony, and she was a fitness instructor. She had sent her kids through Awana. They had gone through youth group. One of them had, uh, her, her boys had even gotten rebaptized and uh, rededicated when he went to college. But his first job out of college, he had a boss that basically said, Jesus is just like Santa Claus and the tooth fairy. Mm. And he was completely unprepared for that. And just that, that, that influence actually made him, he came home and said that uh, I don't believe in God anymore. Mm. And so this woman who, is, is she she'll tell you herself she's not an academic she she's a fitness instructor she uh, again has a, a beautiful faith she thought she'd done everything right said okay add, tell me the questions that you're having and she studied every single day in between times when her son would come home and visit and that's something she would have never done before but she did it because she saw her child's face being threatened and uh, I, I remember listening to her story and thinking, there's something there. There is, there is an instinct that women have to protect their children, that they do it physically, 
but I don't think anyone's tapped into the spiritual instinct that they have to protect their children. And, and it just kind of started the ball rolling in my head at that point. I thought, what is that? I was like, that's like a mama bear. She's a mama bear. <laughs> I appreciate that. And, and you're right. Uh, mothers do have an instinct uh, towards helping their children. And I'm glad that uh, you listen to the Holy Spirit and, and capture that essence so we can equip uh, more women in apologetics is certainly needed. Um, my next question re- reminds me of um, one of my uh, the books that I enjoy reading before, which is uh, Becoming a Contagious Christian, and that deals more Ooh. with evangelism. But in your book, uh, you also talk about how can we get others excited about apologetics? Can you unpackage that for us? I think you kind of hit the nail on the head just in the idea of becoming a contagious Christian that um, apologetics is important for, for two, two, I guess, main reasons. One of them would be for evangelism, although I don't consider that the main one, um, because there's things like if you're trying to explain the truth of Christ, a person is not going to accept that unless, number one, they already believe that truth can exist. Right. And they're not going to believe that Jesus is the Son of God and was himself God, unless they believe that God exists. So there's kind of a pre-evangelism aspect to apologetics, that this is it's, it's kind of the handmaiden of evangelism. Right. And a lot of times people pit apologetics and evangelism as if they're you know two separate things, but really uh, apologetics is basically a pre-evangelism. Uh, secondly, and this is where, and I think a lot of people see evangelism as being, or the pre-evangelism as being the main aspect of apologetics, and I would actually disagree with that. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a lot more difficult to change someone's mind than it is to keep someone's mind firm in what they already believe. And so the church spends so much effort and so many efforts trying to bring people into the church, and they're always focused, as my husband says, they're always focused on the front doors of the church that they don't pay any attention to the back door of the church <laughs> where people are leaving in droves. Right. And, right. And so the purpose of apologetics is to give people reasons when the, when the culture comes against them and says, no, you do not have good reasons to believe this. Right. You hear that enough, you eventually start believing that that's true. I, I don't have good reasons to believe this. So apologetics is for keeping people in the faith. And that's, that's my story. I mean, I've had so many things that could have caused me to leave the faith. Right. And because I was exposed to apologetics when I was young, I feel like I would have to check my brain at the door in order to leave the Christian faith. And that right mm. there is, is so important. And I, you know, we, we try to, we try to get parents excited about what this can do for their children. And I feel like I'm one of those people that says, this is not a hypothetical situation. This was me. If you have a child that was anything like me, then you need to get them into apologetics because I guarantee I would have walked away had I not had good reasons for my faith. So in reading your book, um, one of the things that was apparent was the testimony you give about yourself and how inquisitive you were as a young uh, girl and young lady. Now for those who are not as inquisitive, how do we uh, convey to them that you should be asking these questions. Uh, you may be thinking about it, but how do we connect with them, those people that are not quite as prone to uh, being as inquisitive as you are or, or as I was? Um, I think we, 
I think all kids are more inquisitive than we really give them credit for. And especially now that we have Google where you can basically mm. ask it anything. Right. Um, and so it's one of those things where they're asking the questions. They just may not be telling you that they're asking the questions. And so because they're hearing things, uh, well, one of the theories that I have, and this is why I think answering questions as they come up is so important and trying to prompt these questions is when it comes to, uh, I have another talk called Diagnosing Doubt, and I talk about what are the reasons for people leaving the faith uh, and what are the, the causes and solutions for doubt. But what happens is a lot of times kids will hear questions or they'll have questions as they're growing up, and none of them really makes them, you know, significantly question their faith, but there's kind of like this list that they stick in their back pocket of, of questions that they didn't have answered. And eventually, sometimes one of two things happens. Either one, they, they discover a sin that they really don't want to give up, or two, they have something traumatic happen um, where the, the church just doesn't feel safe anymore. And at that point, they just, when they decide to walk away from the faith, they reach into their back pocket and they pull out this list of questions that they never had a good answer and they'll present it to you and say, this is the reason why I'm leaving. Because no one wants to admit that they have a sin they don't want to give up. And no one, a lot of times someone whose heart is really, really hurt doesn't want anyone getting close to that hurt heart. And so they'll give mm. you reasons that aren't the actual reasons. Mm. And so I can't remember what the original question was. <laughs> no, no, you, you <laughs> answered it. Was, you dealt with how to reach those uh, youth that are not quite as inquisitive as you yeah. were, and you answered it, and, and what you're saying, you said, you talked about it being a theory, but I think you're right in a lot of ways. There's, uh, um, I oversee, uh, part of my, my job is overseeing uh, the youth ministry at our church, and what you're talking about happens frequently, uh, yeah. if not with all of them. They do have these questions uh-huh. that they don't feel comfortable sharing uh, at church, uh, they don't feel safe sharing it. And to me, if you're not comfortable in First Peter 3.15, there's other scriptures, of course, uh, in terms of being equipped and being ready to answer questions, then you as a Sunday school teacher, you as a youth director, or you as a parent, uh, you, you feel ill-equipped, so you try not to deal with these issues. But in today's culture, our children are facing the, uh, these uh, incidents head on and we need to help guide them uh, to a Bible-based response. So I appreciate uh, what you just said. Now, my, ne- my next question uh, deals with a phrase in the book. I found this quite intriguing. Uh, and in the book, it says, apologetics may not seem important until you witness firsthand the consequences of bad ideas. Can you elaborate mm-hmm. on that? Yeah, I kind of share this story in the book about a pastor that John and I, my husband John and I had, who it, it's like he, he like, like many pastors, had, had this idea of just, you know, preach Jesus, just love Jesus, you know, everything else will figure itself out. And a lot of times people take uh, apologetics or the tough questions, and I, I cannot even tell you the number of things I've heard people dismiss these questions with. They'll say, oh, don't throw your pearls before swine. They don't want to believe uh, this is someone just trying to trip you up. Even as a first-year teacher, I remember sitting in one of the training sessions and then literally saying that when a student asks too many questions, it's a sign of rebellion. And, of course, my hand <laughs> shot right up and said, 
Uh, excuse me, I, I don't <laughs> think that's true. Right. Um, I was one of those kids, and I was just trying to understand stuff. Right. Um, and so what happened was John invited this pastor to a debate that he was having at UT Arlington. And John will always tell me he doesn't do debates in order to change atheist minds. He does the debates for the people in the audience who are on the fence mm. and who have never heard a, an, an intelligent rebuttal to a lot of the things that the atheists are saying. Right. Because, you know, a lot of times the atheists, they've made up their minds. They're not going anywhere. You can't change their mind. The best thing you can do is have a good relationship with them where they respect you. And I can tell you that my husband is respected by atheists. But we have one guy uh, in, in the Dallas area. He had an extra ticket to a Cowboys game. And who does he ask? He asks my husband because he has respect <laughs> for him. So I just got to brag on him a little bit. Now. Right. <laughs> um, and so, um, but what happens is it's the conversations afterwards that you start having. But what the pastor saw was he saw a packed room. This was not fringe people. This wasn't just a few people on the fringe. This was standing room only at a university uh, with people hearing the ideas and how compelling the atheist mm. can sound until you have a good rebuttal to them. And when he saw how many students were there, how many were asking questions, how many were really wrestling with this, all of a sudden he realized, oh, wow, apologetics isn't just a hobby that John and Hillary Ferrer have. This is something that is actually a huge, huge deal. And from that point on, he was on Team Apologetics. But I, I, I <laughs> think sometimes we get in our Christian bubbles and we don't realize the conversations that are having uh, that are being had out in the universities, especially if we've been out of, out of the university setting for a long time. We don't understand the conversations that are being had and the number of people that are walking away from the church because there's not an intelligent rebuttal to the things that they're hearing. And when you see that, it's like a holy cow kind of moment. And all of a sudden you realize this is important. I appreciate that testimony, and just like you said before, not only do those in the arena um, need to hear the, a reasonable response uh, through logic but rooted in, in uh, God's truth, those in the church, as you said before, that are going through the back door, uh, we need to reach them as well. And there, there are a lot of people in our churches that, uh, have questions, and if they don't feel safe to share uh, them um, with those that they need to share with, they're going to go somewhere else. And so yes. each one of us, uh, we, we, we have to equip ourselves. This is not just for a, a few that's called, it's just not for you, Sister Hillary, just not for me, but for those of you listening on air, um, being ready to answer people's question is a mandate that God has given all Christians. So we just might as well prepare and uh, having a book like this, the mama bear apologetics, even though it's written to uh, um, it's written about Christian moms that are concerned about their children. All of us can learn from it. And I learned a lot from your book. So thank you uh, for the publication. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. We, we even have some, uh, some papa bears that are in our launch team. So we, we have a <laughs> lot of men that respond to this book and a lot of them, but you know, if you can get over the fact that it says mama bear on it, then, uh, but I specifically wrote it to moms just because there was nothing out there written for moms. And I, I discovered something several years ago that someone told me 
that I had no idea about, that there is a huge demographic of women out there who won't read something unless it's written by a woman. And I had no idea about this. Um, and so, yeah, the information, and I've, I've had men kind of, I, I even had someone say on uh, on Facebook, you know, that their friend secretly said, you know, secretly he's read it and he loves it, but he won't admit it to anybody. <laughs> Um, so come on, man, it's fine. It's like, we just give some mom analogies, but the rest of the information is good for you too. Well, I can vouch for it. That is, uh, the information in there is eternal and is, is, uh, is not gender specific, uh, in terms of principles. So, Mm-hmm. Uh, those men that are listening, you can get it also. It's okay. So my last question is, if a person is new to Christian apologetics, where should they start? Um, there's a lot of places that, that are good to start. I think the Mama Bear book is, is a good one to kind of understand where the questions are coming from. Um, when it comes to specific questions, I think one of the books that I always recommend is um, Jay Warner Wallace's Cold Case Christianity. Oh, I yes. think that's a great place to start for a really basic apologetics. And the reason why I think it, that, that book is special is because he is a uh, cold case detective, and so he understands the concepts behind uh, eyewitness testimony, chains of evidence, all the things that you use to evaluate the truthfulness of Scripture. And so and he, he has lots of, you know, cop stories that he throws in there that just kind of makes it a fun read. I think it's a really great place to start. Um, if you're really wanting to understand why we need to have just really a theology of the Christian mind, the two books that come to mind that are my two favorites, one of them has been my favorite since, since I was young, and that's Mere Christianity by C.S. Lewis, that I think that is just a great primer for anyone. And the second one is J.P. Moreland's Loving God with All Your Mind, that if you want to understand what it means, you know, we have that command, love your, uh, the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. A lot of times people understand the concepts maybe of heart and strength. Strength, you know, okay, all the stuff that I do, I need to love the Lord with that heart. I need to cultivate this this relationship with God, but what does that mean to love him with my mind? Mm. Because that is lifted alongside of those. And I think the JP Moreland book, Loving God with All Your Mind, is a great place to start. But I think we just get someone excited about what it means to love God with all their mind. And then, you know, once they once they realize how important it is, then they can start in on the on the Amen. meat of, okay, now I'm gonna do it. Well, thank you so much for the book. Um, it will edify the church, and I really do appreciate you sacrificing your time to share your wisdom with our listeners. And uh, we, we'll continue to pray for your ministry. And uh, women, ladies, please uh, look into getting this book, Mama Bear Apologetics, uh, by Sister Hilly Farrar. And again, thank you for being on Sound Reasoning. Oh, thank you so much for having me. Okay, we'll talk to you later. Okay. That was Sister uh, Hillary Morgan Farrar, and uh, the topic of the book is Mama Bear Apologetics, Empowering Your Kids to uh, Challenge Cultural Lies. And there are many of those cultural lies. Number one is that God does not exist, and Scripture tells us that the fool has said in their hearts that God doesn't exist. So we as believers, uh, we must always be ready to give each man and woman an answer, a reason for the hope that lies within them, and to do it with gentleness, respect. And remember to do for the truth what so many people do for lies. 
And as you are led, we encourage you Thanks to become financial to Sound sponsors. Reasoning with apologist and minister Perseus Poku from Sound Reasoning Ministries. It's our prayer that today's lesson has equipped you to share and defend your Christian faith with boldness. Sound Reasoning Ministries offers training in apologetics, biblical studies, and systematic theology. Join in on discussions on Facebook at Sound Reasoning Ministries. For more information about the ministry, to send an email, ask a question, or support the ministry, visit online at srministries.org. That's srministries.org. Listen again next week at this same time. And remember, Titus 1.9 says, Hold firm to the trustworthy messages has been taught so that you can encourage others by sound doctrine and refute those who oppose it. Sound Reasoning Ministries, srministries.org. Jesus wants our fears to launch us toward faith. Then he grins and says, Do you trust me? Because together we can do this. With Mornings with Jesus, you can start your day in a positive way. Find hope through inspirational stories and scripture. Go to lifeaudio.com or search your favorite podcast app for Mornings with Jesus. You can also download the Abide app for biblical meditations at abide.com.